Olympic Channel podcast. Yazuru Hanyu and Evgenia Medvedeva are two of the biggest names in figure skating. But what does the future hold for the pair who both train in Canada with Brian Forsa? As the Olympic cycle turns a new leaf, we ask what is left to achieve for two of the sport's biggest stars. Hello, my name is Ed Knowles and this is the official Olympic Channel podcast. Each week we find for you the very best Olympians and we ask them to go in deep about the biggest Olympic talking points. We want you to think just like an Olympian. Olympic Channel podcast. Coming up, we speak to not one, but two figure skating legends. Evgeny Plashenko is a two-time Olympic champion, and he thinks that Yusuru Hanyu is a master on the ice. He would like to, to make history. When he skates, he has charisma. He is from different planet. Olympic champion Brian Puitano says Hanyu should be careful about taking too much time away from competition. I've never seen anyone come back from a rest and be successful. I don't think I've ever seen anyone do it. Oitano also reckons that Medvedeva will learn a lot from her move from Russia to Canada. Ryan Orser's been through everything. He knows how it feels to be out there. He knows what high, high, high pressure is. Young skaters respect that. Olympic Channel Podcast. So, after taking Olympic silver in 2002, Evgeny Plashenko was eventually crowned Olympic champion in the men's singles back in Turin 2006. Then, after a short break to recover from a knee niggle, he returned to glory with a silver in 2010 in the singles and then another team gold at Sochi 2014. He had a dominant decade of success in the sport. So what does it take to stay on top for all that time? That's the question facing Yusuru Hanyu and Evgenia Medvedeva. Both have dominated the sport over recent years with their incredible performances. Hanyu won back-to-back Olympic gold medals. And after years of winning, two-time world champion Medvedeva came away from Pyeongchang with a silver Olympic medal. That's after Alina Zagitova peaked at just the right time for the Olympic Games. So how can two of the hottest names in figure skating stay on top when the competition seems to be becoming more fierce with every year. Sanjeev Pala sat down with Mr. Plashenko in Japan and he began by asking what sets Yusuru Hanyu apart from the rest of the pack. Olympic Channel Podcast exclusive. Oh, well, I think he works a lot. He likes to skate. He enjoyed when he, he, he performing. He has charisma. When he skate, he has charisma. His jumps. I like his choreography. I like his uh, spins. He's got two gold medals from the Olympics. Do you see him making it three in a row in Beijing at Beijing 2022? I would like. I would like see him on the Olympic Games, uh, and he can win. And he can win. And I think he will try. He will skate, he will perform. And for sure, for sure, he can make it because he's crazy. He's crazy guy. I know him when he was eight years old, eight or nine, something like that. He came uh, on the ice also in, uh, in Japan. 
I'm doing the tour and he came with uh, old, old uh, the first uh, coach. And we start to talk. He doesn't speak English for that time. And uh, I have all, my, my, my friend, he was uh, translate. And he explained like, I like, I like how you skate. Uh, can, uh, can you see the, can you watch uh, my, 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 my jumps? When he jumped, he was rotation. It was so, so quick, so fast. And I said, you can do it uh, very soon. Good job. And he made it. And he is crazy. Because, for example, when he learned the quads, for example, quad last, quad loop, he doing after the show, for example, for the beast, you know, like everybody clapping, and he's trying to, to jump. Uh, most of the, 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 the skaters, they jump easy jumps. He's doing hardest one. Like I said, he is from different planet. <laughs> Talk about his jumps, all the quadruples that he's doing. The quadruple axel, is that, is that something he's going to achieve soon? I know he worked before, before Olympic Games. And I think uh, he would like to, to make history. But let's talk about uh, the Olympic champion in the women's department and the women's skate, Alina Zagitova, 15 years of age, junior world champion, senior world champion, goes to the Olympic for the first time, wins gold medal. How do you uh, view her as a skater? I like her how uh, he performing. I like her, her jumps. It's very like sporty jumps, big one, classical, it's, it's great one. Um, I bet with my wife, who, who is gonna win, uh, who is gonna win uh, Olympic Games. We have in Russia European Championship. And that time, uh, uh, it, it was before Olympic Games. Uh, performing, that time performing Medvedeva and Zagitova. And first time I saw the Zagitova on live. And I said, ooh, this girl will win. And my wife said, no, Medvedeva will win. And also I bet with my manager. Yeah, I have a lot of money right now. <laughs> <laughs> wow, very nice. Just talking about the um, Zagitova and Medvedeva, Medvedeva has decided to leave Russia. She's going to join Brian Orsa as a new coach. What do you think about her move, leaving Russia, joining Brian? When it's finished the, the Olympic Games, I said, uh, I'm writing the, uh, the, the, with, uh, with one journalist, yeah? With, uh, we're writing together, like, uh, Olympic, Olympic Games. And I'm writing the, how, his, how, how it was, like, Olympic Games. Uh, the, the, the results, the figure skating, about figure skating. And I said in my, like, um, in my post, I said, you, you, can, you can find actually, but it's Russian one. Uh, I said, one girl from Tuberidza, she gonna left. She will left. Medvedeva or Zagitova. Because I used to skate, I used to, uh, training with one good skater, Alexei Yagudin. And we used to training together. And when we start to compete, 
like in the Worlds, Olympic Games, European Championships, Russian Nationals, Grand Prix, Final Grand Prix. We start like competitors. And uh, Alexei moved from two, 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 two different uh, coaches. I stay with my coach, with Alexei Mission. I know that situation. Uh, if you have, for example, two top skaters, you need to share them. I mean, they, you need to, uh, for example, we have fewer, uh, two or three practice uh, a day on the ice. You need to split good athletes. For example, 9 a.m. till 10, p 10 a.m. one skater, 11 a.m. till 12 p.m. the other one. That's going to work. So you saw this coming. What I'm thinking about uh, Medvedeva, it's sport. And we need to take and we need to choose uh, what we need for the result. If she feels uh, comfortable to training in Canada and training with um, Brian Orser, which is great coach, <laughs> he brings uh, already many Olympic champions. He's a great coach. If she feels good, why not? And uh, she's still uh, competing and uh, present my country, Russia. Why not? It's her choice. Thanks to Sanjeev Parla, Yvette Michael for helping setting things up, and, as ever, Evgeny Plashenko. There's a video version of that interview on the site, if you fancy having a watch. After listening to Plashenko speak so highly of Yusuru Hanyu in particular, it got me thinking, what's he got left to achieve? When I spoke to him just after Pyeongchang, he didn't really seem that keen about going to Beijing 2022. We were chatting after an interview that I did with him, and he just said, my ankle really hurts at the moment. I just don't know whether I can make another go at it. You can actually check out that interview at olympicchannel.com or have a route around in our previous episodes of the podcast. I will leave a link. Anyway, it seems like he will continue competitive skating. And I just thought, what would Brian Boitano do? He was champion at Calgary 1988 and swept into the pop culture when South Park did a song about him and his incredible feats in their movie. Brian's main competitor back in 1988 was also another Brian, Brian Orsa. So I wondered if he could give us an insight into what Orsa is like at close range. But I started off by asking him whether it was difficult to walk away from the sport after you've just won a gold medal at the Olympic Games. It's less difficult to give it up when you have something to go to in the same field. I mean, for me, I went through, I went past the sort of Olympic competition and into a professional career in America that last, I mean, that you were busy all year around and it was really a serious career and you had to work, you know, you had to work hard to keep up your levels of, you know, technical ability and stuff. So it was, it was, it was a fun job and you were touring and you were seeing everywhere. So he could really do that. I mean, it's hard to give up that competition aspect, but at some point you decide that there are other things that you need to focus on or other directions that you want to go that the competition doesn't provide for you. Is there a part 
that just needs a rest. I mean, it's so difficult to get to that level physically, to put yourself under that pressure mentally. Are you just ready just to totally relax? I've never seen anyone come back from a rest and be successful. I mean, I don't think that there's anyone who's ever like taken time off or like, I'm going to just take a year off or two years and then come back and win world titles. I mean, it's just, it doesn't, I, I don't think I've ever seen anyone do it. Um, it's hard because you're so set in that pattern and you've, this, this uh, buildup has happened for your whole life. So it's been, since you've been eight years old, it's like pressure upon pressure is slowly built and you're thickening your skin and thickening your skin slowly until the pressure is astronomical. And people look at, you know, a person competing in the Olympics and they say, how, how can you do that? It's like, because you've just built up through the years of getting used to a little bit more pressure, a little bit more pressure. As soon as you take that pressure off and you're not used to being subjected to that all the time, it's, um, it, it changes. So I think it's important if you're going to compete, you, gotta, you have to keep competing. We uh, spoke to Evgeny Plashenko. One of the things that he said uh, was that Hanyu is from another planet. And uh, we spoke to Brian Orser a, a while ago, and he said um, he's the greatest of all time. I mean, where do you put him in kind of the with all the other figure skating gods? First of all, I don't think that there can be a greatest of all time because everybody has a different time. How do you compare a Dick Button to what Hanyu's doing now? You can't. Dick Button was the best of his time by far. So you can't really say. He's certainly, certainly um, one of the greatest champions, you know, we've had. And he's a really important figure. I mean, he's a two-time Olympic gold medalist. That right there. Um, says so much and so talented and um, literally, you know, watching him skate, it's, you know, you can't take your eyes off of him. And he's just kind of controlled, but filled with abandon. Um, so in my opinion, he's, he's definitely one of the greats of all time. In Pyeongchang 2018, everybody was going quad crazy. I know that that's not to everyone's taste, but do you think that the quad axle is a realistic goal for Hanyu? Oh, for Hanyu? Mm. Uh, I don't know. I don't know if it's, I, I'm not sure it's a realistic goal for him. I think it's a realistic goal for many people. Uh, I think, you know, um, I'm trying to remember what his triple axle looks like. You know, I think that's a really important, uh, I mean, the takeoff of the triple axle is just the most important thing. So I mean, I've seen other guys attempt it, you know, when I'm on Instagram and stuff like that, I like see these guys attempt it. And uh, so I know it's, I know it's possible. Um, how old is he? How old is Hanyu? Oh no, you put me on the spot. I think he's 20, 23, I think. These guys are so quick. And so, I mean, they're just so fast that, you know, their reflexes are just like lightning bolts. Um, so man, I don't put it past him at all, at all. Um, and he's, he's got like the perfect build, you know, for a skater. He's tight and compact and quick. And um, so, you know what, I'm sure, you know, if he, if he, if he sets his mind to, to do it, um, I'm sure he'll be able to do it. But it'll be done on a regular basis, I'm sure, by a lot of guys in, in the very, very near future. There's a two-time world champion, Javier Fernandez. He was kind of his rival friend. Do you think that it's good to have a kind of, intense relationship with somebody both on and off the ice to push each other on to bigger and better things? Yes, it's really important. I think, um, yeah, especially 
when they see each other all the time. I mean, uh, they push each other to make make each other better. I mean, they raise. I mean, they they raise the bar so high, and they're seeing each other on a daily basis. And you, um, you know, if you know, when people are thinking like something is unimaginable, like a quad axle, you know, they're like, oh, people will never do quad axles. If you just one person has to has to start it, and then other people will fall into place. Um, and that's the benefit of what they had when they were skating together because they, on a daily basis, he's like, oh my God, he just did a clean program with five quads in it. I'm going to do a clean program with five quads in it too. So you, they raise the bar and they're the only two like that are, you know, sort of at that level and they're pushing each other. One of the things we were kind of joking about, and I'm sure you get it all the time, Brian, but if you had one bit of advice for Hanyu after being Olympic champion, what would Brian Boitano do? Wow. You know, it seems like he's really enjoying it. You know, I see little clips or whatever. It seems like I've never met him. I want to meet him. Um, he's He seems like he's a really fun guy, a great character. Um, I would, you know, I, I would tell him to, you know, enjoy life for a little while, you know, uh, decide what his future, if what he wants for his future and keep that in his back pocket. But for right now, enjoy the ride because um because honestly this is i mean honest this is the best time of his life right now right after winning an olympic gold medal for the second time um it's sweeter than the first time it's going to be the best time of his life so it and it's hard when you're on this role to like take a moment and go like wow this is really a special time in my life and so that's I think that's the advice that that I would give him but also know what you're going to do after you've enjoyed that time Tricky. It's like it's really easy to say that, isn't it? Yeah, but uh, yeah, that's difficult to actually execute, I imagine. So uh, with Evgenia Medvedeva, uh, she did have a, a rival, and and in, in Zagatova, who nicked it, who nicked a, a gold medal from right underneath her nose. It seemed um, incredible story. She's now gone over to uh, train with Brian Orsa over in Canada. Why do you think everyone is going over to get, uh, I mean, everyone's there right now. It's like the best of the best. The thing that skaters absolutely love is if you've been through the process yourself, Ryan Orser's been through everything. He knows how it feels to be out there. He knows what high, high, high pressure is. Young skaters respect that. They really do. When you speak to young skaters about competition and issues that they deal with they listen because they know they, they know that you've been through it and that you have you know you're giving advice to them and i think that that's one only one aspect of what brian orser has to offer i mean the technical side um just just everything the whole package uh and you know brian's a really um he's he's you know mild-mannered he's very mild-mannered so he's like He's a barometer for if anybody gets like too nervous or whatever. He's he's just a very calming influence. So I could see people wanting to go to him. That's also a really difficult thing to do because with this, with any performance, you've got this huge amount of pressure. People are watching, and you need to try and I guess create like little like bubble of like safety and, and calm in the middle of the eye of the storm. And it seems like he's able to do that. 
what is impressive is that he's managed to do that not just with like one person or a set of different people, but he's tr he's managed to replicate it for various different people. I mean, that's really, really uh, in incredible. What, what do you make of that? What he's tried to do there? I think because I think the reason is is because he created his own bubble as a skater with his coaches, his choreographers. He knows how to create the bubble. You know, he's he's used to it. Now he's just on the other side of the bubble. He's like he's switched roles. He's not the skater in the bubble. He's the coach in the bubble. So it it requires it requires some skills to be able to uh, to create that bubble. You have to know your skaters. You have to put them first and you have to be there and constantly nurture them. I mean, it's, I mean, it's a really, it's a very difficult job what they have to do. And these skaters, literally when you're, when you're in that bubble with that one skater, they are relying on you. They are looking in your eyes and they are, you, you know, you could say anything with your eyes and, and they would either, you know, get nervous or they'll get confident. You know, so it's literally he knows what to create and the energy that he knows how to create in that bubble. And it's it's probably the secret to, you know, because everybody can skate at that level. Mm. It's the secret to competing. It's a secret to being a champion. The rivalry that you had with Brian, the Battle of the Bryans all those years ago, we were talking about having someone there to push you on. Is, does it sometimes, can it boil over into a bit of obsession? And is it important for someone like Medvedeva to just sort of be her own person rather than kind of getting obsessed with uh, all those incredible and very talented younger Russian skaters? She's got a difficult job. It's really difficult. I mean, looking at some of those girls coming up, um, it's, it's, it's hard. Um, she's... I mean, she's got this backlog of incredible performances. I mean, just incredible, uh, uh, like not only on the technical side, but on the emotional side too. She like lays it out there, you know, all the time. And she's done it time and time and time again. I mean, I don't think that she probably made a mistake in two or three years and, you know, maybe, you know, maybe, not, maybe even longer. Um, so she has that confidence that confidence is is something that other people nipping at her heels are trying to get. So she's already got that layer covered. Um, but what we see in skating now is these really, really young girls coming up, um, just like she experienced at the Olympics, and uh, doing these astronomical things like the World Junior Champion, Quad Sao, Quad It's like... You know, I, if, if the points are given to a young girl like that, she's going to win now. But if she, if she does grow and she, you know, gets older, she's not going to be able to do that stuff. So, you know, it depends on how those the young girls like that are competing and their timing with going into the Olympics and, and what what Medvedeva is doing. You know what I mean? So it's it's hard. So back to your question about she needs to just focus on herself and not worry about other people because she's an entire package. And I think people know that. And she just needs to like not watch anyone else and just focus on how to be better for her own self because everybody can get better. And if you start thinking about other people and not yourself, it literally spreads you too thin. And it, 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 
it depletes your focus that you need to be that champion. And that's the last thing because she's got that focus. So under under her belt. I think also when you're surrounded like she will be over in Canada with just people who are obsessed with figure skating and um, in, a, in a different way to how she's been in, in Russia. That's got to just broaden your mind and just be, it's just an experience. It gives you an extra vigor for life, I suppose. Honestly, probably a really good thing to I think that Hanyu experienced that and Javier Fernandez uh, getting away from their own country. I mean, there's so much pressure in your own country. I mean, it's people are watching you, people are talking about you, people are reminding you. You're reading about yourself in the news, you're watching yourself on TV. It's like, you know, if you go to another country, it's like you're anonymous. And um, it's a great way to be able to focus on your craft. And so I think that she's going to really benefit from that. Thanks to Brian, who was actually taking time out from a lovely trip in Italy when I video called him. Olympic Channel Podcast. So, if you like stories about beating the odds, then what about sprinter Duty Chand? She challenged gender testing policies after being disqualified for natural hormone levels. The case made history, and Olympic Channel has made a documentary about her. So that's streaming on olympicchannel.com right now. Just put foul play Duty into a search engine and it should come up for you. So it's nearly the end of an absolute bumper edition of the podcast. Just before we go, a couple of recommendations like usual for podcasts this week and on Sporty One. I've just discovered Here's the Thing with Alec Baldwin. He's a really good interviewer, obviously, and he gets some incredible guests too, also obvious. But if you haven't had a chance, go and listen to that. It's really, really interesting. We were blown away by the sheer number of people who got in touch for Olympic Day. Thanks again for everyone who got involved with our dance doing the floss with the backpack kid. It was great to see how many athletes decided to give it a shot as well. USA loser, Chris Manster, of course. Syrian refugee, Yusra Mardini. But my absolute favourite was Katinka Hosu. I mean, she was really good at it, wasn't she? And she could be appearing on a podcast near you very soon. If you have any comments at all, then send them over to at Olympic Channel across all social platforms. If you like this episode, then give us a five-star rating on iTunes or wherever you found us. That helps us out enormously and also helps other people discover us. Also, subscribe, then you won't miss a thing. That's it for now. Until next time. Think like an Olympian.